Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Sports Fanatic podcast. I'm your host, Eli, and yeah, glad you could join us this week. Um, hit up our Instagram, just a little plug first up, the Sports Fanatic podcast on Instagram for your daily sporting updates. Um, I'm going to introduce our guest today. He is a Robert Gronkowski fan, a Tom Brady fan, a Zion fanatic, and I think he's a Port supporter. At the moment, he's wearing a Port Guernsey. Um, but yeah, I don't know about that one either. Welcome, Zachary Adamson. Thank you. I'm ha- glad to be on the show. Glad to um, share some Zion knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know we went to Duke? Wow. That's yeah. Jeepers. That's, have you got any more facts for us? <laughs> nah, that's pretty much it. Nice. Yep. He's a really huge fan. Um, for those who are wondering, we are not recording video today. Um, we've had a few technical issues. So today will just be a podcast like we promised you. <laughs> we didn't actually promise YouTube, so I feel like we're not obliged to do that. That's no right. joking. That'll be back next week. All going well. Um, if not, we'll keep you updated via the socials. Um, today we're going to talk about the AFL, how that went over the weekend. Lots of upsets. Lots and lots. Um, my tipping, I think I got about two right. Yeah, I'm, s- I'm struggling. Um, we'll talk about the NBA and ESPN's all-time ranking that they did in May, I believe, um, as well as the Premier League starting back up and an interesting story that came out on Tuesday um, about Novak Djokovic. Yes. Who, uh, he's tested positive to COVID-19 um, after pretty much stating to the media that he didn't think it existed. Quite a <laughs> So, yeah, we'll get into that. So first up, the AFL. As we did last week, we're going to choose Game of the Week and Upset of the Week. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. So Game of the Week, I've picked Gold Coast v Adelaide. Um, yeah. Just purely because of how well Gold Coast played. Oh, it's it's good to see them playing for real now. Yeah. It's only taken about seven years, but they're actually looking competitive now. Yeah. Uh, which is exciting to see. Mm. They're a young side, which makes them real quick, as we talked about last week. Quick yeah. and really good to watch. Um, I'm just checking the stats here. So the official score is 82 to 29, Gold Coast by 53. Now, for Game of the Week, it's probably a, lo- a, big, a big margin, but, you know... Uh, they played played out of their socks. Yeah, Suns played well, but equally, Crows is crap. Yeah, Crows, Crows could not play for anything. I don't know what like their midfield is just lacking, the mm. forward line are lacking, the defense is clearly lacking. There's just nothing's working for them. Because mm. I think Dan Ritalia from the Crows um, said that this is the least competitive team he's ever played on. Yeah, and, and they just don't want it. And that's know? big. Look, yeah. coming from him, that's massive. So there's something needs to change. Yeah, so Matty Rao with the probably player of the match, two goals, 20 disposals, 10 tackles. Um, he's probably got six votes on the Brownlow medal so far. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how he keeps up. He's so young and it's such an, such an intensive intensive game itself. But also the season's going to be so, more, so much more different. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long the younger players last as well with this... Um, with his hub life. Well, I guess Gold Coast aren't really affected. It's probably yeah. helped them, if anything. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so Adelaide is a big talking point. Marcus Trudeau <laughs> is a big talking point. Yeah, I don't know. I was talking to my grandpa about it. He was saying that um, he doesn't think it's that bad. Yeah. And I was like, it's actually really bad. Like For him to go out and say that, mm. although it might, it's just, although what he said might not have been bad, it's the way that he said it. Yeah. It's his intentions behind it. Yeah. And it just was not good for the team. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hugh Greenwood actually came out after the game and said, not bad for old and slow, that referring to Rashudo's comments about him being too old and too slow for the Crows. Um, and he had, I think, one less clearance than the Crow, entire Crows team did. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. And Rashudo 
texted like replied to that so you should just left it like yeah. he's already lost all respect there's no point trying to gain it back yep yeah so yeah a bit of back and forth there um but greenwood yeah he just had a he had a good game oh, um, he's a good player yeah he, the crows are pretty stiff to let him go I reckon. yeah definitely but definitely an upside for gold coast there um so upset of the week now, this is a heartbreaking decision. Um, my Geelong Cats going down to Carlton <laughs> by two points. Pretty rough. Yeah. Especially because you had the game for so long. Mm. Was it three quarters in the lead? Uh, Carlton had three quarters in the lead. Um, and then we kicked five goals in the last quarter to none. Um, and always won the game off them. Probably should have won the game off them. Yeah. But didn't deserve it at all. It was uh, Carlton 79 to Geelong 77. Um, yeah, it was it, just inaccuracy really killed you guys. Yeah, you had four extra scoring shots and just missed them. Yep, and Gary Ablett with probably oh, a minute or two minutes left to play directly in front, fifteen meters out, shanked it, misses it to get the lead back. Bit of a shot for someone that's been as consistent as him to do that, but mm. you know everyone has an off day. Yeah, that's it. He's just cost him a game. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like the commentators' curse either. I was watching the game live, and the commentators commentators were like. Oh, Gary Ablett's a goat. Like, he doesn't miss these and then <laughs> shanks it. Ouch. Like, commentator's curse is real. Yeah, definitely is. But looking here, like, Cripps, with the mo- Cripps got, like, two goals, 24 disposals. He's just such a consistent player for mm. the Blues. It's be good to see how he goes in the Brownlow this season. Yeah, because the past two years he's been a favourite, um, but hasn't pulled through. So, yeah. Eddie Betts was the talking point as well. Three goals to his name. Yes. Um, game-saving tackle as well. Um, that's what they want him for. Just He doesn't have to have many disposals, but he just has to have a bit of an impact on the game. Definitely. Shocked that he came back, though. He was, he was dropped originally. Yeah. So I don't know why he picks it back up, but he, he's, he's enjoying his game footy more, it looks like. So it's good to see. Yeah. And also being talk, I think yesterday he did a big talk about racism and how... Um, He's been affected by racism and publicly he's been attacked um, by multiple people of the public on social media um, about, you know, all this racist remarks and these sorts of things. Um, so seeing him stand up and really, um, you know, address that um, has shown real good leadership um, from a veteran player, a veteran Aboriginal player, a proud Aboriginal player. Um, it's good for all the younger boys, I guess, to, you know as a mentor sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Very um, Adam Goods-esque in the way that he's approached it, which is good to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, and another question I was going to ask you as well. Um, so the ga- the quarters have gone down to 16 minutes, yes. as we know. Um, do you reckon the impact on the game now has more worth than stats on the game? So the, the shortened quarters and people with... More disposal, I guess, don't, you know, you're only getting 25 disposal a game rather than 35. Yeah. But, like, as a good game. Um, but do you reckon the impact of the game has really, really gone up another notch? And that's in quality and, you know, people have seen. Oh, I don't think so. I think the extra four minutes, all that it's meant is the game is moving so much quicker. Because, mm. like, and the rest times are so much shorter. It's also been interesting to see how the teams have adapted to that. By um, with like the only one ruck, most teams going only one ruckman now, mm-hmm. and just the way that because like, like they're getting tired at this point in time, where that in the past hasn't even been an issue because you had like two or th- sometimes even three ruckmen. Yeah. So that's really changed the midfield dynamics just by um, not having the extra fresh legs in there. Yeah, definitely. Because even though the sh- causes are shortened, as you said, you know the game's just quicker and more fluent as well. So meaning players, yes, they're playing less time technically, but the intensity is just lifted up as well. Yeah. So it's a bit of give and take there. Yeah, definitely. Um, which is interesting. Now, we'll just have a quick quick look at the AFL ladder. 
Um, and some big surprises in there. Mm, definitely. Biggest, biggest one, probably Richmond, <laughs> Geelong, yeah. and GWS. All out of the I eight. wouldn't say Geelong. Ge- <laughs> Richmond, Geelong, GWS, West Coast, Crows. All out of the eight. Crows aren't mm-hmm. that much of a surprise, but the fact that they're 18th with only 50% shows how they're not playing. Yeah. I wouldn't say Geelong. Geelong, everyone expects us to go down, but... Not this far. Yeah. Richmond, Richmond, I mean, it's shock. Richmond have proven that Dusty is the glue. And without Dusty, they can't win. Yeah. And they just need to get that form so, back. So it's a cool. Um, their intensity has not been there. So the Bulldogs were... Just won the first game against GWS last week. Yes. Um, just due to that pressure that they showed in 2016. Um, it was just, you know, you can sneeze if you want. He will cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Western Bulldogs, they won against GWS last week. Um, they won it through that manic pressure. Um, yeah, just that they had in 2016, that hunger um, that really won them the game. So I think that's that's still a, a key to success, I guess, um, having that tackling pressure because um, ri- the Tigers haven't brought it um, and they're slipping down the ladder pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. Also, Hawthorne, it's just sitting in the eight, barely there, in the, in the eight by half a game. Hard to predict. Except... Hawthorne is always so ridiculous. Like, you never know what's going to happen because yeah. Clarko is a miracle worker. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how they go because they're, they're always old. They've yeah. been old since 2008. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they go. Yeah. Um, so Geelong smashed Hawthorne by 60 points and then Hawthorne smashed Richmond by 40-odd. So a, a very hard-to-predict season. Definitely is. Also, put Adelaide, <laughs> top of the ladder. <laughs> Who would have predicted it except for Ken Hinckley? Yeah, um, exactly. Almost <laughs> two and David Kosh. That's right. Koshy. <laughs> almost 250% as well. Mm-hmm. They're over 60% more percentage than Collingwood. And that just shows how dominant they've been in their games. Mm. Which, granted, haven't been against tough opponents. We've had yeah. two We've had two games against teams with, exactly with no wins so far. By the way, just yes. putting that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it shows that we actually are coming out. We're coming out strong. Yep. Um, it's been really good to see us actually winning games because there's been a lot of time sitting around that ninth, tenth, eleventh position. Well, I think I personally think you should have been in the finals the past three years. You've just been able to put out. They've been keeping their ball inside fifty, locking it in there. Just haven't been able to convert. Yeah, um, they've lost some games that they definitely should have won. Um, yeah, they just they've finally been able to convert it at the start of the year. But whether that, I think they play uh, West Coast next week. Hang on a second. Yeah, so they got West Coast next week, which again, I don't know about West Coast, but former premiers, I guess, they still got quality there. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how they go against the Eagles, um, whether the Eagles bounce back or the, whether Port just come through and sweep up another team. Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's just, I think the reason of Port's recent dominance has just been the younger players emerging. Yeah, definitely. Like, last year they showed that they that they were worth what we paid for them. Mm-hmm. And this year, they're really just showing that even more, mm. just just in the way they play. Rosie's just explosive, like R- Rosie's. Yeah, Rosie is like, just yeah, su- such an um, such like such a leader as well. Even mm. though he's so young, he's just like, here, this is what I'm doing. Come follow me. Yeah, people just seem to follow him naturally, which is really cool. Um, it shows they got a future leader. Um, Dersma did his hamstring in during the game last last week. Yes. Um, People thought it'd be serious about from six weeks to, you know, months out, but it's only actually a strain. So it'll be out for four weeks. Um, and then back in the side. Um, Port or Ken Hingley said yesterday that Port really value him and he'll be straight into the side. Yeah. Um, which is good because they're prioritizing their younger players, which is good. Um, I think they've got a good balance as well between younger and older players. Definitely does. 
Um, and then also the older players are performing back. Like Travis Boak's back in a big way. Hey, I've I've loved Travis Boak in the past two years. Oh, he's just put yeah. him back into the midfield and he's oh, explosive. All he wants is just playing his role now, which mm-hmm. is good to see. And then Lysette, getting rid of Ryder, getting rid of Lysette. Port supporters did not appreciate him enough when he came over not after the premiership. All. I was like, I as a Geelong supporter, I was like, Lysette is a big big get for Port Adelaide. I think they underappreciated him for five years as well. He's just been, um, yeah, fantastic. 37 hitouts to Rob seven to Lob 17. Yeah. Like, that's that that's a that's a big margin. Mm-hmm. And it just shows how dominant he is in that position. Yeah, he's just a big boy. And he's he can play the game well and play his role. It's good to see him improving. Yeah, also, definitely. another Ruckman who's really um, showing his straps now is um Tom, Tim English. Yes. Four years in the system. Mm-hmm. And now it's finally starting to perform. Yeah, definitely. I think um, everyone thought New was going to be a, big pl- a good player. But usually, you know, as people say, the key forwards and the key players take a while to bulk up and you know get ready but yeah he's just he's done really well even though he's lost probably a few battles throughout this year I think he's shown shown great signs um, he's just yeah big enough to you know sort of actually last the contest now yeah definitely good good gain for um for the Bulldogs mm. they haven't really had a solid Ruckman since yeah. Minson Will Minson yeah, left that's it yeah um, now story of the week in the AFL Connor McKenna tested he's had four tests three tested negative one was I'm not sure how this works I'm no medical expert but I think it was it wasn't all the way positive but it had some yeah positive that was esque to it that was weird yeah. um, especially because there's so many tests and they were mm. saying like Essendon might be um, fine yeah but like they did everything they could do like they could not have given him more tests yeah to prevent it yeah. Um, so that that like him, he's an incredible player. Yeah. So big loss for them, but mm. at least there isn't their entire defense, which yeah. they're expecting. Exactly. Um. So at least, yeah, at least it's, it's somewhat contained. Yeah. So James Stewart was the other one who was deemed to have close contact with him. Um. I think he was his wrestling partner at training, so that was why. Um. He's been asked to do two weeks quarantine as well. Um. But yeah, just really, just I'm glad that it's only two people that have been quarantined and the whole league hasn't been affected. Yeah. Um, obviously, just due to us wanting sport back yeah. um, in terms of all the other players' health as well that no one else is... Everyone else got negative at the club yeah. um, that I heard of. Um, so, yeah. But there's also been a lot of criticism around McKenna. Um, I think it's pretty harsh, though. Like... Oh, yeah. definitely. Like, he's, he's still young. Mm. How old is he? Like, 20, 21? Yeah. Th- he's... Uh, I'll look it up now. Like, he isn't that old. And, like... I'd want to go home. Like, he lives so far away. And it's been the same... Like, he's from Ireland, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's been the same for all those players. Like, Jim Stein's... 24. Really sh- 24. Oh, so that's older. But, like, going back home, like, mm. Jim Stein's has openly said, or did openly say multiple mm. times how much he struggled not being, like, with his community because it's yeah. such a... Yeah. Like, it's literally on the other side of the world. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's and, just the w- and the way that they're set up, like, he's from, like, a smallish town. Mm. And so, like, he's just he's so, so interconnected with, the, like, the Gaelic is so interconnected with the culture. Mm. And for him to, to come to the AFL would be awesome. But, like, in all reality, he's still, like, that's still home. Yeah, that's it. I think I, th- I think it's fair. Yeah. it's I'd, It'd be so rough, like, getting coronavirus on the other side of the world, having the two weeks yeah. just by yourself with nothing there. I think that's pretty, you know. Yeah, definitely. Pretty rough. Um, so Patrick Dangerfield has spoken regarding the Conor McKenna situation, um, saying that he's pretty disappointed in how Conor's been treated. Um, as we we're talking about before, um, he's been he's Dangerfield saying he thinks he's been treated like a criminal a little bit um, in terms of he breached some rules I think, but he tested yeah I'm not sure around the whole situation, but he tested negative and then he still broke 
AFL protocol and stuff as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know what what that's about. I don't know. Like honestly, I feel like th- like the same things happened to Jim Steins. Like one time he lost Melbourne the, gr- the a spot in the grand final, mm. and people just went went like went straight at him. I don't know what it's about the international players. Yeah, but some players they love. Yeah, like um, like some players they just love. Yeah, Nick Nat. Nick Nat. Yeah, prime example. Also, um, oh the yank the yank from the over oh, Collingwood. The Coxzilla, as Pat yes. McAfee calls him. That's it. Like <laughs> he, they've been loved. McAfee, sorry. Yes, that's one. Um, he, they've been loved and they've been appreciated. But Jim Steins at times it was just like like he won a Brownlow and he still wasn't given the respect that other players, yeah, the winning Brownlows were. And I feel that's the same thing has happened. Like he's broken one rule, but really like. All he's doing is trying to see his family. Yeah. And all he's doing, like, he broke a rule, but, like, everyone breaks rules. Yeah. Like, not even 10 years ago, Dane Swan was going out and getting wasted before <laughs> games. And Dane now, Swan. And now they're not allowed to go out and, like, see their family. It's just, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. I'm segueing on to international players. Harry O'Brien, or Harita Lamumba, has been around... Lamumba, sorry if I mispronounced that. Yeah, if you're um, listening, we apologise. Yeah, we apologise. We respect you greatly. Um, but yeah, there's been some. He's come up and said um, that he's been r- abused um, racially by Collingwood. Um, people were calling him um, raci- racist um, nicknames when he was at the Pies, um, and he's addressed that via Twitter with a four-part four-part message that's pretty much said um, he didn't. They just didn't say anything about it, and he didn't receive any apology or anything like that. Um, and then Collingwood came back and said um, that they'd reached out to him and seen what was the problem and all that. But then Harry O'Brien or Harita um, has come in and said, no one's reached out to me. And, he's, and the Pies are now launched an investigation around that. So I definitely think, like, Buckley, although he's had some controversy in the past, mm. he's, he's, like, he's, he's, he's this really solid person. Like, yeah. I believe that he would have. And I don't know, it's just... It just feels like a bit of a um, grab at fame. Um, yeah. Like, like, like he was a great player who just sort of faded, faded into into obscurity really mm, quickly. When he moved to Melbourne, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I just, I feel like the way that he's approached it hasn't been like, even if there was a racist culture, mm. the way he approached it by doing it through Twitter instead of actually approaching yeah. Collingwood and asking for apology, I just think it's, it's, a, it's a bit of just um, I don't know. I, 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 I what, do, what do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, no, definitely. I think, yeah, there's definitely. I understand what he's doing um, by coming out and saying that, um, but I think, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's just a tough one. Um, now, heading over to the NBA, um, ESPN did a list, uh, top 10 list, or top 75 list, rather, yeah. um, of best players of the NBA ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did this in May, um, but there was a bit of scrutiny. The Kobe was number nine on the list, which some people were pretty... Not happy about. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. So the top 10 was MJ, LeBron, Kareem, Bill Russell, Magic, Wilt Chamberlain, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, Kobe, and Shaq. So. Uh, yeah, I think this is rough. Like, first of all, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird are one player. Mm. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they're, they're the same. So I would put them as, as like, equal fifth or whatever. Because yeah. without Magic, there was no Larry Bird. Without Bird, there was no Magic. Yeah. And so that rivalry, like, they deserve to be up there. Yeah. But as a, as an individual player, I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like both of them, although they had very prolific careers, they weren't, like, the machine that Kobe was. Mm-hmm. T- t- I reckon the roughest one, though, Bill Russell and Kareem, both of them... 
so like the league was so different it was yeah. run by skinny white guys at that period of time yeah and, and like and the way they played was just driving getting layups like, mm-hmm. like they wouldn't like they wouldn't dunk very often they wouldn't shoot they, had, they were such a one-dimensional player and although they scored so much it was because at the time the league was so one-dimensional yeah that, it, or that they were just superstars like bill russell how many rings did he win like 11? Yeah, I think something like 11, like, yeah. If one player is winning 11 rings off his own back, it just shows how weak the league was. Yeah, definitely. And therefore, I don't think he should be that high. Yeah. The roughest one, though, like the one that des- is the least deserving of being above Kobe, definitely Tim Duncan. <laughs> like, he was, he's a great player, no doubt, but... Playing, yeah. playing like, yeah, like one of the best players. He should, like, he deserves to be top 10. Mm. But playing in the same era as Kobe... He was yeah. so boring. Yeah. Like no one, like no one, there's no Duncan mentality. Yeah. There's no Tim Duncan, like when people shoot p- paper balls into the bin, they don't yell Duncan. They yell Kobe <laughs> because Kobe was just such an like incredible player and he was a, per- he was a person instead of a player. Yeah. Tim Duncan was always just a player. Yeah. So Duncan averaged 23 points a game. I think um, Kobe got 25 points a game. Yeah. So leading in that. So five-time champion, um, Tim Duncan was, but that was with um, Ginobili and Parker yes. and all those as well. Paddy Mills. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying the team. Yeah. Three finals MVPs, two most valuable players. Um, he could even be, I reckon Tim Duncan is very underrated. I think just is, he's not like everyone else. So you, you see photos of him walking in with like, you know, the daggy clothes yeah, and yeah, like yeah, the really definitely. cheap clothes um, as opposed to everyone else wearing, you know, the trendy stuff. Yes. Um, he's sort of flown under the radar. He's now, I think, assistant coach at the Spurs as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But looking at it, Kobe won five rings as well yeah. and he won more MVPs. Yeah. I think... Kobe's I, resume is just... Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. And for him to be put at number nine... Mm. I just don't think I don't think it's fair. I mm. think the the league that he was playing in was such a strong like he was between he was sandwiched between MJ and LeBron mm. with Shaq in there as well. Yeah. Like having to play with Shaq mm. and still be known as one of the best players. Like yeah. that's in, like that's an achievement in itself. Yeah, definitely. He won like the last two championships pretty much won by him. Mm. Um like the, Yeah, because the, no Shaq. No Shaq. Like they had like Paul Gasol and mm-hmm. Derek Fisher, like mm-hmm. It was, it was, that, was, that was Kobe central. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Kobe, five-time champion, two finals MVPs, one MVP, 18 times All-Star. Um, was only one MVP? Yeah, only one. Wow, that was yeah. way more. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so even, probably stats-wise, Duncan and Kobe sort of match up a little bit. Yeah. But Kobe's influence on the game just is yeah. next level compared oh, to Duncan. Definitely. Um, so the, whether that list was based on, you know, actual stats and or not stats, sort of championships and MVPs and that sort of thing, then... Duncan wins by one MVP. Yeah. yeah. But but just in terms of influence on the game and probably, I guess, I don't I don't want to say ability, but I don't know, just something there just sort yeah. of screams his, Kobe. His like, character, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. Also, though, he was... Both of them equally had excellent coaches. Mm. And I feel like without the coaches, they wouldn't be where they are. Definitely. Like, the coach plays such a huge role. Like, I think definitely they're... Even though people do appreciate the coach, he's definitely underappreciated in terms of definitely. the mental role and that sort of thing in all sport, really. And and, and like and it's not like they had good coaches; like they had the best coaches. Yeah. Like Tim Duncan had Pop, and like Pop is just known for making players last way longer than they should. Mm-hmm. And then Kobe Bryant, of course, at Jackson, who's the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. So it's just yeah, yeah, interesting to see. Yeah, it's good. Um, so yeah, I think the decision that Kobe should be probably higher. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, now, Premier League started back last Wednesday. Um, 
Are you going to heats of a soccer guy? But no, I think I've seen the World Cup final. That's about the <laughs> limit of my knowledge. So we're, you, we're clearly very um, qualified to do this right now. I'm <laughs> um, just going over the results. So started back Wednesday with no crowds, um, with a 0-0 draw against from between Sheffield and Aston Villa, um, with the controversy. Yeah, big controversy, that one. Um, of the VAR. I, th- I don't know what they call it in the Premier League. Something like that. Yeah. Um, goal line technology, um, where the ball probably... Clearly travelled past the goal line <laughs> in the keeper's ha- in the Villa keeper's hands, um, but yeah, just finishing nil or draw. Um, Liverpool had a draw as well against Everton. Um, they're just five points away from the Championship or the I don't know what they call it in England. Take the title. That's crazy. Yeah, so I think they're twenty three points ahead of second, who are Manchester City. Ouch. Um, uh, Liverpool haven't won a title since nineteen eighty nine ninety. That's so. that's ridiculous. All the, I, I imagine all these like people in their retirement homes yeah. just <laughs> waiting for them to finally win another one. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty big feat. So essentially two games away from the title, provided they win both. Yeah. Um, and this, this is before the Premier League era, so they didn't even call it the Premier League when Liverpool won at last, Far which out. is crazy. Um, yeah, just like, skim over the Premier League there. Oh, Make sure I get more knowledge about that yeah. <laughs> in the future weeks. Sorry for the poor quality of <laughs> Premier League. We'll get there. Um, now, you're our second guest on the podcast. Yes. I have two questions for you as we're going to make a sort of running thing. Um, sport, favourite sporting idol growing up? Oh, that's tough. I'm going to go... Oh, Big Sam Jacobs from the Crows. <laughs> yeah. Growing up as a Ruckman, he was just like my idol... Um, or Giants now, actually. Giant, Giants now. Yeah. Formerly at Crows, still at Crows in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, I wrote him a letter once and I was mm-hmm. like, do you ever plan on leaving Crows? Like, no, nah, I'm Crows forever. Crows for life. Oh. And then he left. So <laughs> I'm going to swim for that. You could, you could, yeah. <laughs> Sam Jacobs, if you're listening. Yeah, uh, that's right. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely Sam Jacobs. I shaved my head to look like him. Mm-hmm. I was just like, he was my idol. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Sam Jacobs. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. We what what about you, Eli? Out. Oh, what about me? Um, oh, my sporting... Probably uh, Joel Selwood. Yeah. Um, when I first started following Geelong, I was probably like five when we won 07 Grand Final. Yes, yeah. For those who are wondering, we bet... Oh, I'm looking at the camera again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not even using the camera. Um, 07 Grand Final to all the Port supporters out there. For Just to remind you, if in case you've forgotten, we won by 119 points. Um yeah, it was a decent margin. It's probably the, one of the first things I remember vividly watching, um, which is pretty great. So it's a great moment. But Joel Selwood, yep. for those who are wondering, yep. um, does a hard nut at the ball. He was um, first year in 2007. Um, so literally, ever since I've been watching footy, he's been around. Yeah, well. Um, uh, just a, leader, a good leader at the Cats, just uh, humble, um, good speaker, just good, just has a good image, um, just is a hard player and just plays with heart and, you know, the classic always got a bandage on his head sort of thing. Yeah. Um, d- just shows that, you know, he just doesn't doesn't care, just P- goes hard. Probably one of the best without a brown though. Yeah. Um, been stitched up a couple of times, but too late for Every him time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a Brownlee. Hasn't got one. Got the premierships though. So yeah, that's true. That's what it's about apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about the personal. No. Um, and favourite sporting moment growing up? Or or just when our favourite sporting moment in general? Yeah, there's a couple that come to mind. Uh, Kathy Freeman's 400 metres. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I was alive for that. Yeah. That, <laughs> but that was big. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane Ray Woden's Brownlee medal. <laughs> 
<laughs> also another live one. The year two thousand, mate. Oh, what a classic. Um, no, I've got. I think I've got two. Both from last year. Um, mm-hmm. The first one was when Jan Fredino of Germany won, broke the record for the fastest time at Ironman Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So he won the world championship in like record-breaking time. And just watching him, like, like being that competitive and that quick for eight hours is yeah. just ridiculous. Blows my mind. Yeah. So that. Also last year, Elliot Kipchoge sub two hour marathon mm-hmm. in Vienna. Um, yep. Although it's not legal, <laughs> um, still uh, just it's like a big it's effort. Sho- it's a massive effort, and it just shows to everyone that no human is limited. Yeah. That anyone can do anything. Yeah. Because um, no, like awesome. we just spoke to our marathon, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So yep, those two. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah. So just a quick reminder: if you haven't already checked us out on Instagram at the Sports Fanatic Podcast for your daily sporting fix. Thanks, Zach, for joining us this week. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, we'll be back on YouTube next week. Sorry for the inconvenience if you guys really like the YouTube. Um, send us your feedback as well. Um, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear what we can improve on. Um, and, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week.